It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Mjolnir. <laughs> and it's Katrina and Richard. And this is Weekend on Fleek. I don't know what I said. I just, uh, that, that it was, was my turn. Creative start. <laughs> Props for the, the twist. That was like M. Night Shyamalan started our podcast. <laughs> hey, you guessed my middle name. That's it. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> All of it. It's kind of long. Birth certificate was ridiculous. Anyway, we're talking about <laughs> Thor here today. We're back in the MCU for better or for worse. We're talking mm. about Thor and there are four films. Can you believe it? there's four films now? There's also four Marvel phases and we're going to get well, into the good, bad, and the ugly. This is supposed to be a mini so, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's crazy to think like Thor, I mean, there's four movies and then there's like all the Avengers that he's been in. That dude is yeah around uh, yeah um, that's fair so and and like we have to we have to note that means that he didn't just go through a character arc of four films he went through a character arc of however many jillions yeah. of films i'm not even gonna count because no we'll probably miss like one cameo that he was in in one movie mm-hmm. and no make my brain hurt one of our 13 listeners will send us hate mail potentially so. we should have included in game in this bunch because he was he was so different in Endgame. Yeah. And Love and Thunder was affected by that change. I mean, we could talk about that for sure. And this just turned into a full episode. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> let's stick with our four and let's see where it branches us out on the world tree. Of- <laughs> I know exactly oh. where we're headed. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Yeah, it'll be so- interesting. So tell me, uh, what's your week, Richard? My week is Thor Love and Thunder. That is my week also. Love and Thunder. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was sweating a little bit there. It's like, are we going to be simpatico on this? (laughs) Because, I mean, let's be clear. Thor the Dark World is... is Dreadful. Dreadful. And it's the number three for sure. But, um, gosh... I wish that I could be in whatever movie Christian Bale was in and, and watch that movie. I about said the same thing. I've got some ideas. So yeah. why is it so weak? Why is it so weak? Well, I think it's weak because um, Taika Watiti was given free reign. Mm. And I think we have talked on this podcast repeatedly about what happens to creative people <laughs> when you uh, just let them do. And I, I feel like that's a personal attack on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think in going and doing and not really being limited or reined in in any, in any perceivable way, he just went bonkers. It's a bonkers movie, but it's not really funny. Right. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's uncomfortable even. Yes, I I would say that, yeah. And there are parts that feel very clunky and very awkward, especially Natalie Portman's role, which is sad because she's a a great and a talented actress. And they could have done something really interesting and impactful with her, but it, it does not... For most of the movie, it feels neither interesting nor impactful. 
I just would like to have a conversation with Taika and just be like, okay, where the heck is this going? Because mm. I feel like if we had a clear vision of where it was going, we wouldn't mind the journey. So right. here's my idea because I mean, yeah, it, that this film is full of problems and it's weak sauce. And like, yes, I totally agree. Christian's Bale's movie. That's where I want to be. That's my idea. Okay. Yeah. As a night Shyamalan, I'm going to have a conversation with Taika Waititi. <laughs> All right. Taika Waititi. <laughs> um, why couldn't we start this, start this conversation like mid conversation versus at the beginning where we've got, we've got a, pull Thora by the bootstraps or whatever and get him back in shape and you know go through this emotional drip. why do we have to see that can we right. can we move through time just a little bit or better yet here's an idea Thor can go through all that we can mention it like just in passing and have a movie where it is just Christian Bale and his daughter and then she dies and then all of a sudden there's like emotional stakes because we have connected to the daughter and we've connected right. to Christian Bale. And then um, all this stuff ensues. And even if we were presented that crazy whack, whatever we were presented, um, <laughs> almost cursed just then, that crazy <laughs> whack stuff that we were just presented, <laughs> we maybe wouldn't, we wouldn't have minded as much. But, like, but even like yeah. the Jane stuff, like you said, what was what was his object with Jane? Why why did they have to kill her off? Is it just because you didn't want to keep doing that character? And so, like, what does that say about like women right. in the MCU? Like, she's she's supposed to be powerful. They give her this moment to shine, but it was only supposed to be a moment. It just right. is bothersome. Well, and then I think of the whole sequence where they go to the the city of the gods with Russell Crowe's whole thing. You mean where Chris Hemsworth was naked? Right. You could take that <laughs> entire section out of the movie and virtually nothing would change. That is for real. Like it's truly meaningless. <laughs> the, the only thing that happens of any significance is that the director's character gets his body blown off but he's still alive and still running his endless commentary throughout the film. Ford <laughs> was was great in Ragnarok. Yeah. But we got 233% more Korg in this movie and I discovered that I was having an overdose of Korg. I was so <laughs> done with that dude. Like when upset you're telling me a little did it. Like when it looked like Zeus had killed him, I was happy. I was like, oh, this will give the movie a little emotional heft. Right. And it will make him be quiet. Right. <laughs> but it did neither. And and maybe that's part of the problem with the film, too, is that you go and you're like, okay, this is going to happen. And then they don't really deliver on it. And there's this awkward tonal yes. mix of like, hey, it's this is a kid's off. movie and all the kids are going to yes. fight. But then you've got this dark, creepy, nasty stuff that's going on with Korg, the God Butcher, and and things around that. And you've got, you know, cancer dying. And, like, tonally, it's all over the place. And in Ragnarok, and I'm going to keep referencing Ragnarok because 
this is like uh, the it's like the epilogue for for Ragnarok really it doesn't even feel like a movie it feels like it should have been a short um huh. because Ragnarok tonally managed to balance things really well um you had your absurdist silliness but you also had this dynamic heft and and seriousness and everything going on and then in this movie he just loses his footing and cannot do it fair and 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 what's up with the girl at the end she is she like the genie now does she have phenomenal cosmic powers and um i mean is that and you know who knows probably Maybe she's an maybe, Aussie, yeah. so probably those people are like super people. Well, you know, my <laughs> only hope is is that maybe she can beat up Captain Marvel. <laughs> here, here. So let me ask you, Richard, because we'll keep talking about this, I'm sure. What's yeah. your on fleek? My on fleek, and and this one too. The my tops and my my bottoms were very close, but my fleek is Thor. What? I know. I know you're going to say that. My <laughs> fleek is Thor. Oh, I've, I what? I know. I didn't think my fleek was Thor either until I went back and watched them. Because I was like, I was like all Ragnarok. Right. All uh, right. uh, okay, wait a minute here. Like, my whole world's upside down. You know, like Stranger Things and upside down. I'm in the upside down right, right now. And I understand. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> and, I knew, and I knew that you were going to say Ragnarok. And I'm totally fine with you saying Ragnarok. To me, it's almost a tie, but like, can I tell you? Yes, the, the please reason, tell me why. The reason is is the performances, <laughs> the performances of Anthony Hopkins, okay, Chris Hemsworth, okay, and um, Tom Hiddleston, okay. especially Tom Hiddleston. Here, here, okay, well, um, that movie. He gets to play like we all anybody who knows even the slightest thing about this knows that he's the bad guy. Right. And yet <laughs> he, he gives this really beautiful performance. And I mean, beautiful. It, it, it is gut wrenching when you watch him at the end of the movie and he says, I'm not your brother. And he's like, this is madness. And he's just like, is it? Is and you see him. Oh, I agree. And I you agree. see him crying. Yes. And like all the emotions that are in play there. Yeah. And then when you have Anthony Hopkins dressing Thor down, literally, like ripping his armor off and chewing him out. And the experience of like Chris Hemsworth's character going from braggy and, and brash to like getting taken down. Um, the, that, that's magic. The stuff that happens on earth, not as good, uh, you know, but still, interesting enough. I am, so, but like that, those, those three, mm, just that the performances that go on there and, and the own of that and Frigga and, and that family dynamic that's at play yeah. there was so rich in watching it again. And part of that richness is probably because we've had all of these other movies that have fed back into that. 
Sure. And you kind of see the dynamics. But um, I I really liked the first the first one, and I didn't think I really didn't think it was even going to get close to Ragnarok. But for so, me, it really did. I have to say, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So here's what I feel about Thor, and then I'll talk about Ragnarok. I feel like Thor is like a puppy, you know, like mm. you get a puppy, like it's, it's so like, you're so excited about the puppy. The puppy's paws are like twice the size of the actual puppy's body. And so like, you know, this is going to be a big dog, you know, right? <laughs> that's how I feel about Thor is like, right. you get the pieces and you're like, okay, potential. this is going to be a huge mega hit. Right. And like, you get all the pieces, like. All the things that you've mentioned are all the reasons why I love Thor as well, and especially Loki and Odin. And um, but it's like tonally to me, it's a little off. And um, I feel like I mean Kenneth Branagh, anything that Kenneth Branagh touches is like just there's just something special about it, and so. Like, even if it's not quite right, you still like it. Right. And, <laughs> and that's, that's another uh, layer of yeah, the Thor experience to me sure. is him, even though, you know, like we don't see, we don't see him, but like, you know, he's yeah. there. <laughs> but, but we definitely see it's his like fingerprints all over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like you're like, um, this is Kenneth Branagh's stuff here. Yeah. Absolutely. And he brings an almost Shakespearean feel to it at times. Sure. And I mean, especially the Asgard stuff. Yes. And like he was the perfect person probably to helm this project, bringing in this like mythological, these mythological beings that are like larger than life and, you know, otherworldly. And even like down to the detail of like Thor's eyebrows being a different color. Right. He, he felt he felt more like intangible like he was a god and like then the more he was in uh on earth Earth, and doing things here the more earthly he became and stuff like that and so he looked different and you know all that stuff but yeah you're right okay thor is amazing you're right but i feel like it's not quite all there i will say to for to thor's credit i mean ragnarok wouldn't be as awesome as it is without uh, Odin and Frigga and Loki and Thor being set up in Thor. Right. Um, and, but, and the other films that went after it for sure. sure. But I think what was great about Ragnarok, all the things we were so disappointed in love and thunder is because they were so rich in Ragnarok. Absolutely. And I mean, we had, there was a formidable foe. First of all, that does not always happen in MCU films. Right. Um, and like, it's hard to, uh, contend with a force like Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of really funny stuff. I'm just going to give a couple of examples. I love that part where, uh, Thor goes, um, back and Loki is acting like Odin and they right. have that whole like <laughs> dramatic scene and Matt Damon is playing Loki. I love that scene. I love and- Anthony Hopkins playing Tom Hiddleston. Yes. <laughs> he's like oh crap Um, (laughs) yeah that that's like that's worth the price of admission that one little part 
Um, yep. I totally agree. And that's why they try to recreate it in Love and Thunder. And it's like, why did you do that? Do something new. You don't have to rehash this stuff. Um, and I tell you what, um, the, 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 the heart and the family dynamic and Thor that made you change your mind. Um, I feel like that Thor Ragnarok has something that most of the MCU films lack. And that is um, stakes. Yes. And they're not Agreed. as obvious, but there's there is death in uh, Ragnarok and there's also doom. And you get it from the first second. There's like mm-hmm. impending doom, but it's so like wrapped up like a burrito in this, you know, like jaunty, lighthearted, jaunty, thing. lighthearted hilarity and wit that you're like, okay, I'm I'm okay in mm-hmm. this blanket. Well, uh you know, everything is destruction and stuff. <clears throat> and like pretty much the entire time. I mean, that is the, that is, that's what it feels like. And I, I feel like that's a very real life feeling because nothing is ever simple. And right. very oftentimes things are very, very hard. Um, but like, there's also like joy happening and funny things happening and good good life events happening also. And so to me, even though this is like a, otherworldly and you're having all these other elements and color wow how colorful and beautiful that film love and thunder too also colorful um but anyway valkyrie brings it a lot of heart like she she brings that element a lot even um hulk yes. uh, getting his character and like what he's gone through and like his heartbreak you sense and um, and of course, when everything is said and done and like people have sacrificed themselves, they run straight into Thanos's ship right. at the very end. And it's like moving into like, so we never leave that doom. It's always there. And um, I, I love the stakes. It's just a beautifully balanced film. And again, it wouldn't be as great if we weren't already established with those characters and it's not perfect, but it's so good. And it's so well-balanced. One of MCU's best. I I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. I mean, it's, it's great. If I, uh, I can't really think of anything to ding it. I would just say for me, I enjoyed Tom Hiddleston's Loki in Thor more than I enjoyed Tom Hiddleston's Loki in Thor Ragnarok. And that's because the the character has evolved and progressed. He's not this like ball of rage anymore. He's come to terms with who he is and and what he's doing to a greater degree. And that progression of the character is great. Um, And I think that that's one of the reasons why it works is because they, and it's one of the reasons why the dark world didn't work as well is because the characters didn't really seem to grow and progress they had had the first movie and then Avengers together. And it's like, y'all are the same. And it should have been, you know, we learned this about the only thing that happened was he got slapped a couple of times by people because he destroyed New York and he turned into <laughs> Captain America, which mm-hmm. was hilarious. It was, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was the funny part for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, props to it. And I will say that movie is better because of Endgame. Yes. Um, because it fleshes Definitely. out Frigga's relationship. And I, and I will also say this for that movie is that 
it made the Asgardians more human. It made them more flawed. It certainly made Odin a lot more complicated of a character yeah. than he was originally. And that did feed into Ragnarok because we saw a side of Logan through the eyes of Hela that was very different from the Odin that we saw in the first Thor movie. And yeah. so it did. He's complicated it's, like, it's, like Dumbledore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But better. You're like, oh, I love that reference. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, and and Thor Dark World makes me angry, if for no other reason than because it had Christopher Eccleston as the villain. And mm. I think he's one of the finest actors that has come out of London, England, wherever. Yeah, the UK. He's a terrific actor. And they wasted him. Yeah. Um, he was given so little to do. And he was he was shoehorned with a character that had no discernible motivation except let's make everything bad. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, come um, on. I agree with you about Christopher Eccleston. And then when I wrote when I wrote that down about Dark World, I was like, like forgettable baddie. And then it's like, but that's Christopher Eccleston. And it's like, I know, but eh. and it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. Imagine if he had played Gore the God Butcher. What a performance that would have been. Sure. He would have done a great job. He would have. Because I liked Bale. Then he would have had material to work with. I don't know that Christian Bale would do it again, but I wish he would and it would just be him. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he did it the first time. I can't believe he did either. And I have the feeling that his kids were going, come on, daddy, do the Thor movie. Come on. That's what everybody always says. I did that movie with my kids. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but the things you do for well, your children. Yeah, but well, play, I, uh, yeah, he plays Thor the or Gore the God Butcher for his yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, this I'm is like, what else are your kids watching? <laughs> his other films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, American Psycho, yeah, Batman. <laughs> The Machinist, you know, all the light, fluffy films. Um, no, I, you know, it's it's very interesting. These four, I wonder if this is what it's going to be from now on. It's going to be the the odds are the good ones and the evens are the bad ones. So just make one more Chris Hemsworth. One more really good one. Haul. Yeah, so. And, and then be done, maybe. All right. Um, and I think he'll be, they've already said at the end of Love and Thunder Thor will return. So I'm sure he's going to pop up in something. Yeah, his... but that's what they said at the end of Mac and Me. I know I always bring that up, but. <laughs> <laughs> this this did a little better than Mac and Me. <laughs> throw that out there. Um, yes, but. A little more but... profitable. <laughs> if this they had a McDonald's record, I'm sure they would have done better. But, uh, if if Mac and me had had Christian Bale <laughs> <laughs> playing the government agent pursuing Mac <laughs> and his family, he gets all dark. He's like doing drugs in the back of his car, you know. <laughs> I always bring up Mac and me. Okay, so uh, let's rate these things in our mini sode. Let's rate these. So uh, out of, well, I'm, I'm 
was going to say Mjolnir's, but then Stormbreaker's going to get jealous. And oh yeah, we dealt with that, thing. didn't we? That was cute. Yeah. Actually, I like that Stormbreaker stuff. That was I cute. like that. I like that the the weapons have this kind of character thing. And I feel like the two of them and Doctor Strange's cape need to all like sit down and have like. Ooh. Oh, totally. Stormbreaker and the cape. They should hook up. <laughs> what will the children look like from that union? <laughs> it's a bladed cape. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna want to wear that. There's definitely worse things that have come out of the MCU. Okay. So. That. All right. So out of 10 Stormbreakers, <laughs> uh, what are we giving? No, all out of 10 of Stormbreaker Cape Unions. What do we yeah. give the Thor? <laughs> Quartet. <laughs> oh dear. I can't leave it alone. All right, so. Um, <clears throat> Mimi, Dark World was the worst one, the worst MCU film for me for a long, long time. <clears throat> and then it wasn't anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's going to send us down a whole other road there. Katrina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm trying, I'm trying to rate him um, objectively here, <clears throat> but it is Thor. Thor 1 is great mm. for all the reasons you said. And Ragnarok is also and there's Christian Bale, and there's Tom Hiddleston. <sighs> okay. Um, Christopher Eccleston hiding in all that makeup and using that elf language that no one cared about. Yeah, his voice was cool. All right, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an eight. Ooh, that, that's a lot. That is a lot. Given the two stinkers in there, that is a lot. Yes, but this is Tom Hiddleston we're talking about here. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. <laughs> Six and a half. <sighs> wow. Maybe a seven. Maybe a seven. We'll do a seven. I almost said seven, and then I was like, just give it an eight. It makes you happy. Come on. Okay. I was gonna give it a six, so now I'm giving it a seven because it makes but I tell happy. you what, love and thunder, love and thunder. That brings it down. That brings <laughs> it down sharp. That's like almost like ignoring the last trilogy of Star Wars's. That's like uh, yeah, I would agree. Love and Thunder. <laughs> I don't think I will ever watch Love and Thunder again. Mm-hmm. I tried. I, I tried two times. I did one in the theater and one at home. Like I, I tried. I, yeah, I, uh, I can see myself watching The Dark World again at some point. Yes, like, I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know, wanting to, you know, see all the little in between stuff. But no, Love and Thunder. I'm gonna put you in a corner. Yeah, nobody puts baby in the corner. Right next to the last Jedi. It is not right next to the last Jedi. Okay, fine. It's not that bad. Maybe Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Though. No, maybe later. <laughs>